Live from parts unknown, you're listening to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. The only wrestling podcast on the planet, we think. Sit back, relax, prepare for positivity to run through your veins as Simon Miller gives you your weekly dose of powerful pro wrestling audio. It is Miller Time. Hello world of the internet, my name is Simon Miller and welcome to Simon Miller's Bro Wrestling Podcast, the only wrestling podcast on the planet. Going to move my chair, that's probably too low. Fun this, isn't it? Thank you very much for people that have listened before, thank you very much for brand new listeners. If you don't know, it's just a pro wrestling podcast with me. I'm going to talk for around about an hour, answer some questions and we'll get into all the nitty gritty over Raw, Smackdown, pay-per-views, Wrestlemania, all that kind of nonsense. As we go, as we go through, quick shout out to everybody that does watch it on the YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Miller Report Rules, because we just hit 50,000 subscribers this morning, which made me very happy. Oh, that's on, shouldn't be on, turn that off. Yeah, like I know 50,000 subscribers on the world of the internet isn't, on the world of YouTube I should say, isn't massive, but it made me damn proud because as somebody once described, my YouTube channel is a little bit like uh, the YouTube version of Rebels, in the sense you never know what you're going to get. And that really, I was really proud of that. I was like, I'll, I'll take it. So to get to 50,000, because we do everything on here. We do the wrestling podcast. We do some wrestling videos. We do games. Every now and then I just do little skits. It's basically the way I just take thoughts and feelings from my brain and I throw it out into the world. And to get to 50,000 subscribers I think is awesome. So thank you very much. And of course, I wouldn't have been able to do any of this without my patrons. I mean, it is going to be a cheap plug too. I don't mean it to be. There's only way I can thank them. So everyone that has been a patron over at patreon.com forward slash Simon316 from a dollar up to whatever monetary value you throw in the pot. Honestly, from the bottom of my heart, thank you very much. You allow me to do all this crazy nonsense and you make me a very happy man. Let's talk pro wrestling. Let's talk WrestleMania 35, as you will have seen from the title. Bit of a weird thing to call it, right? Because WrestleMania doesn't happen for three weeks. And yet this is the conversation that I'm seeing everywhere. I'm seeing some people go, oh, WrestleMania 35 is shaping up to be the best one ever. And then this morning, this morning I saw this. I mean, I've seen it everywhere, but I saw it again on a notable website. WrestleMania 35 is the worst WrestleMania ever. And I'm like, it is an interesting WrestleMania, but I find it incredible that we are putting out these, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? But high, high, I guess hyperbole statements when it comes to an event that we don't look. WrestleMania is always going to be fun. I think WWE's done a great job over the last 35 years of making it feel important, making it feel like a big deal. And you buy into that. You buy into the hype, as you should. It comes but once a year. It's done in a massive stadium. You should absolutely enjoy it as much as you can. But, you know, with that also comes a sense of expectation. And WWE, you know, WrestleMania this year is different. Usually by this stage, we know all the matches... Uh, or at least we have a good idea of the card. Uh, I, mean, I should have got it up, really. I'll get, let me just do it on my phone, actually. That's easier if I do it on my phone. There's less wibbling. But now we don't know. I don't even think we know 50% of the matches. I mean, we're finding out Oscar's opponent, for example, in a week's time. They're going to have a four-way on SmackDown. It's going to be... Who is it? It is Naomi, Carmella, Sonya Deville, and Mandy Rose. And they're all fighting out to be... To, to you know, to be. So the matches we've got confirmed so far are... Brock Lesnar versus Seth Rollins. For the Universal Championship. Rousey versus Lynch versus Flair. Raw Women's Championship. Buddy Murphy versus Tony Nese. Cruiserweight Championship. That happened last night on 205 Live. Triple H, Batista. Kurt Angle, Baron Corbin. We'll talk about it. Shane McMahon versus The Miz. AJ Styles versus Orton. Under the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Samoa Joe versus Mysterio. US title. And as they've now put in there, Oscar versus a Fatal 4-Way winner. So that's 10. 
We may get the women's tag team match. We'll probably get a Raw tag team match. We'll get a SmackDown tag team match. Uh, we've still got to sort out the Intercontinental Championship. So that's 14. And that's before you even work out work in some other guys. So you have to... You have to... You know, piece together that, yes, it is probably going to be a seven-hour-plus event. Which, it depends how you look at it. It's a lot, I think seven hours is too long for anything. Like, even if someone... I love going to the gym, right? Going to the gym is amazing. But if somebody says to me... Simon, you have to go to the gym for seven hours. After about two and a half, three, we'll say three, I'm probably going to be done. And I still think two and a half to three hours is also the best time to run a wrestling pay-per-view. However, I get that WrestleMania can be longer. Like, if you put on a really good card, I think you probably can get close to the four and a half hour mark and get away with it because people will be excited. But that doesn't... You know, when you don't book it right, when you don't pace it, my point being is this is where I understand where the worst ever comes in. People are seeing maybe the overbooking with the women's triple threat. They're seeing everything with Kofi Kingston. Some people like that. Some people don't. And they're thinking about how long it's going to be and they're just poo-pooing it. But I think to to do that now is kind of not really, it's not really fair. Uh, shout out to my boys at, at Cultaholic as well. I just saw they put a little heart in the chat. So shout out to um, all of them. I won't go through their names because I forget. I wouldn't forget one, but I'm worried I would. So I just say I'll just say their names. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think doing that is 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 doing it a disservice. Like I say, like, I like everything with Brock Lesnar versus Seth Rollins because I, I believe Brock Lesnar will be motivated. And when Brock Lesnar's motivated, you have a good match. Seth Rollins rarely has a bad match. The women's main event, whether you think it's overbooked or not, I think. Raw on SmackDown this week, you kind of saw they pulled back a little bit. I mean, you know, Ronda Rousey went into an impromptu feud with Dana Brooke. Whereas on SmackDown, we kind of had exactly the same segment that we had last week. Becky and Charlotte had a chat and then they had a fight. You know, there was no pushing forward. There was no... I think we're done, right? We're done with the build. And really, you want WrestleMania to be this Sunday. So you can argue... But it's, it's still the point is... We still have a women's match that could headline WrestleMania 35, or sorry, headline a WrestleMania in general, and nobody is going to be upset about that. And that shows great progress. You know, we, we have arrived where we should have been a long time ago. But hey, better late than never. I'll talk about, about I was going to talk about Kangle Baron Corbin, but that goes against my argument. I'll talk about that in a minute. Triple H versus Batista, if you're into nostalgia, I think that ticks all the boxes too. I think Batista's doing uh, a decent enough job. I don't think it's amazing. I know a lot of people like the Triple H Batista promo from last week, or two weeks ago, however you want to look at it. I didn't hate it, but it, it made me laugh more than anything else. Because, you know, as we said on Ups and Downs, it was literally, give me what I want. I won't give you what you want. Come down here, be a man. Give me what I want. I'm not going to give you what you want. Come down here and be a man. Give me what you want. And I was like, okay, this is, we're just going around in circles here, guys. Let's try and put something together. However, it's Triple H versus Batista. I think Big Dave is vastly underrated. I do enjoy seeing Triple H at the at the big shows. You know, I was a massive fan of his as a kid. It's one of the reasons I started lifting weight. So, you know, even with all the hoopla around him, I don't mind seeing it. No holds barred, you've got to imagine, means they'll kick the crap out of each other. And that will, you know, negate any... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Well, they're not spring chickens anymore. So if you need to cut some corners and you need a bit of, uh, you know, milk and shadows, milk and shadows, mirror and shadows, you can absolutely do that. Have some milk and shadows. That's what I want to see. I want to see Triple H versus Batista in a milk and shadow match. What the stipulations would be, I don't know. Just everyone drinks milk and then you try and make some of those 
like silhouette shadows on the floor. Uh, shout out to my man Spaz Phoenix and the super chat. Always appreciate people that donate through the super chat. Uh, I've been in your Facebook group, Colin Wright. Colin, I didn't know it was your name, Spaz Phoenix. Colin, how you doing? Meeting some great people there. You've created a great community. You should be uber proud of that because. Uh, it doesn't come without hard work and respect. That's very kind. Uh, and shout out to the Facebook group as well, as we're shouting out everything. You, know, you can join Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. You just search for it on Facebook. And like my man Spaz says, um, who you can follow on YouTube, by the way, Spaz Phoenix, check him out. Um, yeah, it is a really, really nice bunch of people having very... Uh, there's debate on there, and not everybody agrees, but it is. It's just a great community all around. So please do go and join that if you haven't already. Shane McMahon versus The Miz. You know, I liked everything they did on SmackDown this week. Miz came out, cut, uh, I think for him, the best babyface promo he's ever cut. Because don't forget, this isn't the first time the Miz has been a babyface. In fact, last time he was doing it was probably the Ric Flair era, and everybody hated that. Nobody bought the Miz as a babyface. They shat all over him. So, it's nice that we've got here with the Miz. I like Shane McMahon as a heel, even if it is a bit like, oh, McMahon is a bad guy again. But hey, man, I'll take what I can get. And I thought he came out, I thought he cut... You know, he was still the Miz. That was the key. He didn't come out and he wasn't good guy. You know, he was telling us how much, uh, how hard he'd worked. And when the crowd started, you deserved it. He went, you're damn right I do. He was still the Miz, but his intentions now are good. And I think when you kind of switch from heel to babyface, that's what you should do. It shouldn't be a change in your attitude. It should be a change of your intent. And Shane McMahon is the asshole here. The Miz should go and beat him up. So go and beat him up. It won't be the best match on the card, but I think arguably with all the stories, it's the most consistent and it's the one that's been building the longest and I want to see what's going to happen. And seeing the Miz beat Shane McMahon at WrestleMania and standing tall, I ain't got no problem with that whatsoever. So I look forward to that. Uh, Samojo versus Rey Mysterio was probably the most anticlimactic build ever, but look, it's Samojo versus Rey Mysterio plus the US Championships on the line. You can cut a lot of corners and you're still going to have my interest because of who's involved. Kind of want Samoa Joe to win that. I feel like if we did, it would cement not only it would not only sort of raise the U.S. Championship a little bit, but it would also you know give a good a real boost to Samoa Joe. And Rey Mysterio is Rey Mysterio, right? He can do what he's John Cena levels. He can do whatever he wants. Uh, you know, he, he's cemented. So I would kind of I don't think it's going to happen, but I wouldn't be against it. I tell you. And the Oscar match, we don't know. So look, I think I think. Given that we still got some more matches to come, I think on paper, that sounds like a really good WrestleMania card. You've got your young guys, you've got your championship matches with weight, you've got your storylines, you've got your nostalgia. There are some duds <laughs> that we'll talk about. I didn't even mention AJ Styles versus Randy Orton. I mean, a bit of a, a, a calm week on SmackDown. We just had an AJ promo and then Orton was in the Kofi Kingston match. Oh, the, the WWE Championship match has got to be added to this as well. But... Given they did all the insider baseball terms last week, which got people talking, again, I think you can probably bypass. The focus of this week's SmackDown, we'll talk about Baron Corbin, then we'll talk about Kofi Kingston, but the focus of this week's SmackDown was clearly the Kofi Kingston angle. So let's talk about, before we wrap up WrestleMania, let's talk about uh, Kurt Angle versus Baron Corbin. Now look, all I would employ you, well, before we do this, shout out to my man Ryan Evermee in the super chat. Always appreciate it. Uh, dude, I've just noticed your message. Perfect, perfect segue. Uh, I'll start with this and then I'll get into my own thoughts. Ryan says, Cena will replace Corbin. Cena to attack Corbin before the match, blaming it on ruthless aggression. Uh, Cena comes out to basic thugonomics, old school Cena. Absolutely, Ryan. Uh, I did a video about this on What Culture yesterday. Please go and watch it if you haven't. It's literally called Why Kurt Angle Will Not Face Baron Corbin at WrestleMania 35. We'd appreciate you going to watch that. But, the, I mean, that's it. That is what... And I know that there's people out there reporting that it's not meant to be a swerve and that Baron Corbin is the opponent, and that's fine. Even if that is true, I'm going out on a limb and saying it's not going to be true 
come April the 7th. I think we're going to have some shifts. I don't believe John Cena's not going to be on the card. I think that match and that opportunity makes too much sense to just ignore it. Like, if you know you have this angle you can do, and you know you can't do it after April the 7th because Kurt Angle is retiring, why wouldn't you do it? It's a huge match. It ties into everything we've talked about. You've got your big storyline, which is Kurt Angle retirement. It's another nostalgia match because John Cena and Kurt Angle at this time are considered old stars, for lack of a better term. And also, it would just be cool for the fans. And it doesn't matter who wins or loses. John Cena wins, all right? He's John Cena. Kurt Angle retires, goes out on his back, what you're meant to do. Kurt Angle wins. Oh, wow, he got a big win over John Cena before he left. You can even throw the... If John Cena gets the victory, you can even tie into, oh, John Cena gets his win back. What, 18 years later? 17, 18, whenever it was. I think that's too easy a story to tell. So while if I'm wrong, and if I am wrong, I'm wrong. You can come call me an asshole. That's fine. It's happened before. It will happen again. Um, You can... I think it will change, basically. Let's, let's, just, let's just cut through the cut through the nonsense. I think it will change. I hope it's going to change. It's nothing against Baron Corbin either. I just feel like Baron Corbin's character has been dragged through the mud recently. So... You have to beat Kurt Angle, and I don't think people want to see Kurt Angle lose to somebody like Baron Corbin in his last ever match. I just don't. Uh, Spaz Phoenix in the Super Chat. Would you like to see Miz and Rock battle at some point? Uh, battle of the movie stars, but Rock also stole the Mania spotlight from Miz at 27. He did. Uh, I guess I would, but I think if The Rock is coming back, you want to do something, again, no disrespect to The Miz, but you probably want to do something that's a bit more headline-grabbing. Or you want to do something where The Rock just comes in and... I, I think The Rock potentially could be at WrestleMania 35. But I think his role would be to come out and rock bottom Elias, right? Who's doing the headline concert thing. And then the whole focus is on The Rock. And we can argue till the cows come home how that benefits Elias. It probably doesn't. Although he does get a rub from The Rock. You know, when you have all the pictures, it will be Elias in it. Uh, but I think that's all we'll get from The Rock from now on. I don't think he'll ever have a proper battle... Uh, with with anybody, I don't think we'll ever get the Brock versus Rock match. I think the Rock is too valuable to to Hollywood. But yeah, maybe the cameo, maybe a cameo uh, here and there. Let's talk Kofi Kingston uh, again. When we're done here, don't forget at two p.m. Make sure you join me jumping over to What Culture Wrestling. While I'll be live in the chat for SmackDown ups and downs as it premieres at two p.m. GMT. A large focus of that is going to be on Kofi Kingston because a large focus of SmackDown was Kofi Kingston. WWE decided to do another gauntlet match. It was very similar to the one we'd seen previously, but I think the story has been so well told that I didn't mind it so much. You know, I wanted to... There were certain questions that I had that were answered. You know, all the boss characters, as I like to call them, that were put in front of Kofi were big names. I think everybody thought he'd get through Sheamus and Cesaro, but when you're talking about Samoa Joe and Randy Orton, I, I certainly was like, well, how are they going to get out of this? And Rowan, I always presume, was just going to whip his ass. And I mean, that's basically what happened, if you don't know. He beat Sheamus, he beat Cesaro. Rowan did come out, whipped his ass, hit him with a steel chair, put him through a table. Samoa, I mean, they did kind of fall into a pattern eventually because Samoa Joe and Randy Orton both lost because they went for their big finishing move and Kofi Kingston just rolled them up. But again, it told a nice tale. And Kofi Kingston overcomes the gauntlet. Real emotion from the crowd. There's no two ways about it, planned or not. People are well into Kofi. And then Vince McMahon comes out and says, oh, Kofi, I forgot to tell you. There's one more person you've got to face if you want to go to Mania, and that's Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan comes out. Obviously, Kofi is spent. Gives him the running knee. Or they did have a bit before that. It was a couple of teasers, including... Uh, I always get confused with the SOS and the Trouble in Paradise. I think it's the SOS. Kofi gave Daniel Bryan the SOS and landed right on his head. Right on his head. I was like, oh my gosh, that is horrific. Um, it was like the other day on Raw when uh, Drew McIntyre gave Seth Rollins the Alabama Sam. Seth Rollins landed right on his head. <laughs> when anyone lands right on his head, I freak out. But 
Yeah, and obviously Daniel Bryan wins, which means Kofi Kingston isn't going to WrestleMania. Now, of course, Kofi Kingston is going to go to WrestleMania. It will be some version of Daniel Bryan versus Kofi when we get there. Clearly, we just need a couple more twists and turns. Now, you can start arguing this is overkill, but it goes back to what we were talking about with the Raw Women's Triple Threat. You can't really do much else. There's probably one last big angle they have in there, but they want to save it for the Monday or Tuesday before WrestleMania. So one other story they have has to be the thing that keeps ticking over. And clearly they've gone, look, I mean, how many have we got now? Let's actually work it out. We've got SmackDowns, two SmackDowns to go, which makes sense, right? So next week, you can tie up whatever's going to happen with Kofi Kingston on the 2nd of April. Don't even worry about it. You know, you can just go nuts. Because you've got all your angles you can pay off. So I think that's what this was. I think it was just a, how do we, what, what are we going to do next week? We don't know. Well, we'll, we'll hold off the Kofi thing a little bit longer. I mean, look, whatever they do next week is not going to be as exciting as potentially you want it to be. Because what other, <coughs> excuse me, what other odds could you put in front of Kingston at this point that you're actually going to believe? So yes, I do think... Uh, that there is that, but I like it. And if it does all end with Kingston winning the title, which actually ties into something else we should, we kind of talked about it last week, but we'll talk about it again. I think it'll be a good payoff. And of course, again, this is what I wanted to talk about. The payoffs at WrestleMania 35 are an intriguing question going back to our title this week. On paper, you potentially get three happy babyface wins. That's Seth Rollins beating Brock Lesnar, Becky Lynch beating those two to win the Raw one, and obviously Kofi to win the Daniel Bryan one. The, The conversation is... Can we actually have all three of these go the way the fans would want? WrestleMania was always designed to do stuff like that in the past. Certainly not in the modern day it's done it. Hence Brock Lesnar winning last year. But maybe that's how you balance it out. Maybe you do treat it this time as all the good guys going over. I don't think anybody would mind that. I don't think anyone's going to be... I mean, New Japan changed all their belts on one show. And because it was well done and well executed, nobody complained. So I I, I don't think there would be an issue... But it does open up the door for, okay, well, if we're only going to do two out of three, which one don't you do? I think Becky Lynch is a lock because I think you just have a riot on your hands if you didn't do it. I'd be surprised if they let Brock Lesnar retain the title, but Roman Reigns is a factor. I I don't mind that, but he is. And of course, Kofi Kingston was never the plan. He took Mustafa Ali's spot. So I'm not... I don't know, but this is why this is why I think it's a good WrestleMania. It's got me sat down here. I'm debating it. I'm questioning things. I'm trying to figure out, you know, I, I'm trying to figure out what the deal is. And I don't know. I don't know. And I think I should never know, even with ones that really, deep down, I'm like, no, I think they'll do it. So I, I like it. I think WrestleMania is setting up to be quite a good show. Maybe they just pulled the trigger a little bit too early. Raw as well, I thought was a decent enough show. Now, I don't think it was the best thing in the world. But I thought it was watchable. I think I'm talking about ups and downs as well. So many people gave a lot of ups to that. I said, yes, because I take it segment by segment. You have to take it segment by segment and judge it on its own merits. Because if I'm going to get into the business of saying, well, this came at, you know, two and a, uh, 10 minutes past the top of the hour. And because we had a bad segment before that, it's going to bleed over. I don't want to enter that world. I'm too old as it is. That will kill me. That will finish me off. But I mean, Drew McIntyre beating Seth Rollins debatable whether they should have done that especially I didn't like the finish I never like wrestlers music plays they come out and the person gets confused it's like playing to the whistle in football I always make this analogy focus on your opponent otherwise I'm going to think you're a bit of a geek I'm done with chat shows thinking of a moment of bliss and also we had the KO show on Smackdown as well I don't need to see another wrestling chat show for at least 10 years you know every now and then I think it's okay to retire an idea I would I would retire that idea I'd have no problem with it whatsoever Braun Strowman and the Andre the Giant Battle Royal 
whatever. I mean, he's obviously going to do a skit with the SNL guys. Unless he's going into a major feud post-WrestleMania, I assume he just destroys everybody in the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. But hey-ho, it is what it is. And obviously Roman Reigns was on the show. He was written off because of, of the whole concussion concussion angle. Big fan of Tamina's merchandise. What is it? No one. I can't. It's either nobody or no one. But it basically says no one is meaner than Tamina. <laughs> Which I have ordered. If you were in the ups and downs chat for Raw yesterday, you will know I've ordered that t-shirt. It is coming from America. So it will take a while. But I will wear that. And I will wear it with pride. No one is meaner than Tamina. In case you weren't sure. That's that's the deal. And look, I like Brock Lesnar being on the show. It was cool. He's Brock Lesnar. Again, Batista was on the show. I like it. No Triple H. Batista was live via satellite. I, I just thought it was a very, very easy, easy to watch show. I mean, the Kurt Angle Baron Corbin stuff we went over didn't really play well to the fans. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be interesting. I, I liked Braun Strowman and Finn Balor versus Bobby Lashley and Leo Rush, mostly because Leo Rush bumped his ass off and it looked awesome. But I do feel like the Intercontinental Championship has been lost. I forgot that Bobby Lashley had won it because it wasn't the focus at all. I guess that's the good thing about sorting out the US Championship match. At least we know what that's going to be and it gives it more credence. Because of course you want to know what your US title match is going to be at WrestleMania. I don't really want to see Finn Balor versus Bobby Lashley either because I've seen it. I like fresh matches at WrestleMania. And also Finn Balor's just going to win it back. Why did we take it off him to begin with? So that kind of sucks. But look, I thought Raw, SmackDown, decent, happy. The ratings were down, I believe. From I think that's the crazy thing at the moment with the rating. I don't ever think a fan needs to get wrapped up in ratings. But I find it fascinating from a statistical point of view. I do find it amazing that we are this close to WrestleMania and ratings aren't picking up. I don't think that's ever happened before. And please do correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, I don't know what WWE feels about that. I know they're making money head over fist anyway. But it is crazy. There doesn't seem... Obviously, in the in the community that we're all in, you can certainly feel the buzz and people are talking and they don't like this, but they like this, and what are they going to do over here? But I'm not getting that casual, lapsed fan, you know, comebacks that you usually get at this time of year. Like, none of my mates that, watch, that don't watch wrestling are talking about it. Uh, which is strange, really, because the Ronda Rousey thing, I think, has got people talking. She obviously released shirts this week or last week that said all about kayfabe all over them. And I thought she was great on Raw. I really, really did. When she came out and she was all pissed off and she was running people down. And, you know, Travis Brown hit somebody at ringside her husband. And she tapped Dana Brooke out in about 10 seconds after Dana Brooke had made this really, oh, you know, riveting and rousing speech. I like this version of Ronda Rousey. I think it comes across like she's real. And while I don't need someone to smack me over the head going, it's not fake and everything like that, the best way to make me think that is by having someone that comes across like they're an actual human being. And I think that's what Ronda Rousey is doing now. So, yes, I think she, I think she's great. Probably the best thing about Raw, to be honest, is her facial expression. She looks really pissed off. I don't understand why a referee told her she'd been fined and that she was late to the arena. That bothered me on two, on two levels. One... Again, why is a referee doing that? I thought a referee was just there to count falls and make submissions. At least that's what I've been told. But also, you know, why was she being administered, or admonished, sorry, for, for being late? Everybody is late on Raw. Everybody. How many times do we cut backstage and you have a limo or a car pull out and somebody walks out? They never get fined. So why was Ronda Rousey being fined? Why are we even told she's being late? That hasn't been established. If that's the case, go back in time. Austin. You've got to find Austin loads. He was never on time. Rock was never on time. Uh, the McMahons don't count, they run the show. I remember Bret Hart pulling up late, Shawn Michaels. All these people got to get fined. 
So that was a bit dumb, but I get it. We're trying to we're trying to double down, trying to double down on the Ronda stuff. But no, I did. I, I thought I thought she was really good. And look, the WrestleMania card. I mean, there is the women's tag team match. Uh, talking about the other side of the coin. <laughs> I mean, the rumor is that the rumor the rumor obviously is, is to get a tag team from each division. So we've got Sasha and Bailey who are the champs from Raw. We've also got Tamina and Nia Jax from Raw. I don't get that. You've got your Legend team, which is Natalia and Beth Phoenix. Plus, you've got your SmackDown team now, which they are, are they Iconics. They pinned the champs on SmackDown, non-title match. So you've got to presume they go into that. Maybe you need to get a tag team in from NXT. But five teams around a ring, I think I think you could probably pull back on that a little bit. I, I mean, I don't know. I think four is enough. I don't know how I feel about that. I think that the, I think because we've only just had these tag team belts, you know, debut... I don't necessarily think they needed to go into a multi-person match so quickly. I think a nice one-on-one feud that had built the day after Elimination Chamber, even if it was Nia Jax versus Tamina, I think I could have got on board with that more. But look, I'm not going to complain. I'm not going to moan. It is what it is. Shrug your shoulders. Uh, move on. Quick shout out to Spaz Phoenix again in the super chat. Uh, not wrestling, but are you excited for Avengers Endgame? Of course I'm excited for Avengers Endgame. Isn't everyone? Unless you hate Marvel films, and if you do, that's perfectly cool. Yeah, I saw the trailer the other day. I liked it. Like the Avengers movies. More of a DC guy, but I think the Marvel Cinematic Universe has absolutely smashed it. So, yeah, no, absolutely. I'm just going to check that no wrestling news is broken, because that happens all the time when we're doing these. Um, oh, apparently two championship matches have been added to WrestleMania 35. It's just the Cruiserweight. It's just the Cruiserweight and, and the US one, which is uh, w- which is which is obvious. I think that's pretty much it. That, it's been. I, I will say that given it's WrestleMania week, it's far more quiet than you know. I, I think it, it has been. Um, the other thing that people are talking about is the Undertaker keeps appearing on the WrestleMania graphic. I don't really think that means anything. I really don't. I'm. I don't need to see... I mean, maybe that's the other thing you do with Elias. If it's not The Rock, which is a long shot, maybe it's The Undertaker that comes out and just tombstones the crap out of Elias. That way you get Taker on the show. I don't, again, I really don't think it harms the Drifter at all. He kind of just does whatever he wants now. And you, you get the moment. All people really want to see from The Undertaker nowadays is his entrance. Let's face it, I'm not saying that in a bad way, but it's true. Hey, deep down, all you really want when you're a wrestler is an entrance. Let's face it. Actually, I'll use that to segue into talking about what happened on Defiant this, uh, this past weekend. I am going to do a vlog about it, so you can keep an eye out for that. But everybody who has been asking about my shoulder, uh, you know, we are still in that phase, for me personally, where I'm a little bit worried about it, but we should be good to go. Uh, at the Magnificent Seven pay-per-view on Saturday, I was needlessly attacked by John Badbones Klinger, that asshole. Uh, and I will be on Loaded this Sunday to, you know, to, to, to follow up on it. And that, you know, so, you know, that that's the storyline I'll give you. But yes, as of right now, and again, I'll do my own little video about this, but as you listen to my podcast, and we are in between segueing, segueing between wrestling stuff to questions, as far as I'm concerned, I'm back. It's been a horrendous eight months, I'm not going to lie, given that it was meant to be a six to 12 week injury. But, you know, these things happen. Doctors didn't know what was going on. It wouldn't stabilize. Uh, They couldn't understand why it still hurt. And it does still hurt. I think down the line, I probably am going to need some surgery. But, you know, I... It looks like I can get away with it from now. I don't mean that in a wrestler way, like fight through. I mean, literally, like, if you want to go and do it, you can. It may be a bit uncomfortable, but we can come to it down the line. And that's what I'd rather do, because time is ticking. I don't want to... I don't want to wait any longer. I miss it. I miss it too much. 
So, yes, th- th- this is my plan. My plan is to return to wrestling training in the next few weeks. I'm going to wait till WrestleMania is out the way because, you know, obviously me and the What Culture guys are going out there. I don't want to start going to training and then take another week off. That seems silly. So give it another couple of weeks uh, of extra healing time. And then, yeah, go back to training uh, and go back and going back to doing this. So thank you to everyone that sent me well wishes over the last year. It has been ridiculous and it has been well too long. But that's injuries for you. And it came at the worst time possible. But, you know, you just... These, you just have to shrug your shoulders. Would I have gone back and done anything different? Absolutely not. Um, you know, I, I've i learned a lot. I'll say that. I don't want to get into to the nitty-gritty too much, but I've learned a lot, and I actually think I'll go back and I'll return a much smarter, not wrestler, that's the wrong word, but a smarter person when it comes to the wrestling industry than I was, uh, than I was beforehand. So yeah, keep an eye on Defiant Wrestling. I'll be announcing more bookings as and when they come, but I'm going to take it slowly because you want to build back up. You want to make sure everything's all right. Uh, but hopefully there's some cool plans uh, in the future. And yeah, we can go back to seeing what we can do with this wrestling thing. Going to keep doing the YouTube stuff. Going to keep doing the video stuff. If you're out there and you want to hire a host or an idiot, I still want to do that. I want to do everything. I never want to stop working. This is my um, my secret craziness. Right, let's answer some questions. If you are on the YouTube chat, uh, please do ask some as well. Uh, obviously, if you do super chat, I'll definitely answer those. That's just how it works. Like, go to Sainsbury's. You pay for something, you get it. Uh, but you can do your best. And I'll also go through the ones here on Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. Like with Ryan Howard, if The Rock was to eventually have a proper retirement match, who do you think it should be against? It depends what you want from a Rock retirement match. If you think he should be putting somebody over, like a young pup, to give them the rub, I think you probably want to pick someone like Mustafa Ali. And that sounds weird, but look, I tell you, Mustafa Ali is great, but he needs something. It sounds nuts on paper, but you give him a win over the Rock, and my word. I mean, it wouldn't make any sense, but, you know, it would work. A Sami Zayn, a Kevin Owens, a Seth Rollins. Um, I mean, Roman Reigns doesn't need it, but I imagine it probably would be against Roman Reigns because it would have that big time feel. That's the other thing. If you did do Sami Zayn versus The Rock, we'll all love it. But you do The Rock versus Kevin Owens, that's got mainstream appeal. But I think you'd probably do it against John Cena. They had two at WrestleMania, right? If, I think you do a trilogy of them. I'm looking at it more from a business point of view here, but I think that would be the most exciting on paper. Um, I don't think I'd ever have a proper retirement match. I think The Rock is done. I think eventually he'll get put into the Hall of Fame. Uh, and then he'll come out on WrestleMania the next night and he'll do a skit. But I don't think you're ever going to see a match with The Rock again. He's too important to Hollywood. He really, really is. He can't do what he did uh, for Hercules again. It costs movie studios too much money. He's worth too much to everybody. And he's smashing it. He's done. He's a wrestler. He moved on for, for better or worse. Um, shout out to Jeffrey Pridemore. Good name, Jeffrey. In the super chat. Thank you for all your hard work. Your extra dose of positivity helps me through the WWE week. Thank you, Jeffrey. I appreciate that. And I'll never stop being positive. Even when I get all these negative Nancys coming at me going, oh, you're too positive. You should be calling WWE out, you chump. Well, I ain't going to. I'm going to kiss how I view all the world. I did an interview this week uh, with the guys over at Podmania. Shout out to them. And the first thing they said to me when I started talking was, oh, the positivity isn't just isn't just a gimmick. Nah, man. I, I, that's how I live my life. Like... I don't want to get, we don't want to get too um, morose here, but you only live once and crap is always going to happen to you. Uh, and it's not, it's not easy. You can't be positive all the time. That's not how the body works. But having a positive foundation means you'll eventually find your way back to it. And I totally believe that that will just keep you in good stead. Uh, shout out to my man, Bushun Ryu Cat, also in the super chat. Simon, can't wait for your in ring return. Thanks, man. Genuinely, me neither. We did all this stuff at Defiant on, on Saturday. And even though it was just like a big swerve angle where I got beaten up, 
it was it was great to be back in. It really, really, really was. I was, I was, I was, I felt like I'd won a world championship when all was said and done. Uh, I can't wait. Uh, if you haven't discussed before, one, will Dolph Ziggler return for WrestleMania 35? Maybe in the Andre the Battle Royal. And two, how long before Tyler Breeze gets his big push IC title? I think Dolph Ziggler will be at WrestleMania. Somebody on Reddit actually the other day, Squared Circle, made a great case for Dolph Ziggler versus Kurt Angle. I read it, and went, yeah, do that. It could just be because we don't want to see Baron Corbin versus Kurt Angle. But yes, I think he will be there. He probably will be in the Andre the Giant Battle Royal and he'll probably get chucked down. I don't know whatever is going to happen with Dolph Zugler and w- Zugler, Ziggler and WWE going forward, but pff, maybe it's all said and done. Kind of the same for Tyler Breeze. I mean, you never know. Like if you had told me the start of this year that Kofi Kingston was going to be in for the push that he was, I wouldn't have believed you. But Tyler Breeze doesn't even get on TV anymore. I don't know why. I like Tyler Breeze. And I hope there's something changed, especially when Fandango comes back. They said they want to push the tag team division, even though on Raw and SmackDown this week, all we had was Dash and Dawson uh, telling Baron Corbin they don't like him. Male tag team division, I should say. And then on SmackDown, the Usos and the New Day and, and that lot were just watching. The Hardys were just watching Kofi Kingston. But, you know, hopefully the Fandango comes back and they can at least reunite that tag team because people did like them. But it does suck. It does suck. And I feel, I don't feel sorry for Tyler Breeze. He doesn't need my pity. But I think he deserves more than, than he currently gets would be my uh, uh, my stance on it. Uh, Miles Hammer. I know you're not into negativity. This is great already. It's like when people said, I'm not I'm not this, but... And you go, well, I'm joking, my friend. But is there a rest that you dislike on every level? Look, theme, move, set, finish, and name, etc. Mine was Sky Too Hotty. Positive gnome. He seems like a positive dude in real... A proper dude in real life, giving his time over to firefighting and being an MOT. So huge props and kudos to him for that. Um, no, not really. Um, but it kind of depends how you look at it. Like Vicky Guerrero back in the day really used to rile me up, but in the way she was meant to rile me up, in the same way the Iconics do now. Now, I watch too much wrestling to ever allow it to hit me on a instinctual level because I always think, well, it's wrestling. I know what they're doing. But uh, yeah, Vicky, Vicky Guerrero, yeah, she used to get a reaction out of me. I didn't hate Vicky Guerrero. I thought, I thought her screech was annoying. <laughs> But she, that was her job, right? So no, I don't think I've ever hated a wrestler on on, a, on on that kind of a level. Maybe I got behind the curtain and too early. Uh, shout out to Michael W, uh, who is in the chat right now and also is part of the, what the hell are they called? Uh, YouTube memberships, which I turned on as an experiment. But you get all the stuff, so I appreciate that. Uh, hello, will Becky Lynch and Lacey Evans have a match post-WrestleMania? The man versus the lady. Have an excellent good day, sir. Thank you, Michael. You too. Probably, yeah. Maybe not with Becky Lynch, but Lacey Evans will be you know, paired with somebody. That's why she keeps doing these walks. Make no mistake about it. My favorite theory about Lacey Evans again was on Squared Circle when someone said she must be a ghost because she dresses like she's from the 50s. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. That's why she comes out and comes down. She's lost. She's in limbo. But But I would say that they've held off her WrestleMania push uh, or WrestleMania match because they want to push her hard afterwards. And I'm all right with it. I'm not going to judge her until I see it. So go for it. I've got no issue with that whatsoever. Uh, Michael Jones, is there a pay-per-view or show that you really enjoyed that most people hated? For me, I really enjoyed WrestleMania 9, even though it's regularly seen as one of the worst ever. Although it might be nostalgia because it's the first pay-per-view I've ever saw. Uh, but I always liked the final four. And as I found out, found out afterwards, people actually quite like that in your house. So that was good. Otherwise, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, all the UK pay-per-views, they're actually pretty crap. Uh, Insurrection, Rebellion, Capital Carnage. I like all of those, but that's because I was there. And Capital Carnage was the first ever WWE show I'd ever been to. I mean, that was I was really, really, really young when I went to that. And I couldn't believe it. I was so excited. Obviously, I was so young, I had to go with my parents. And they were like, what the flip is this? But I was there with my mates as well. 
And that probably cemented my love for, for many years. When you go to your first live show, especially if you're the right age, it's hard to shake off. And clearly I was inspired because here we are years later and I now I'm trying to do it myself. You know, a bit late, but again, better late than never. But yeah, I would say it's those. You watch them now, they're not great. They're just there. Scott Corbett, what feud would you most like to see revisited but with the heel-face dynamic reversed? Well, it would have been Seth Rollins versus uh, 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 Dean Ambrose, but we did that and it sucked. So it didn't suck, it just didn't go the right way. I mean, probably Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. I would have loved it if when, you know, the heat was properly on that we had switched Roman Reigns and pushed Brock Lesnar as like, you know, the, the, the conquerable beast that we can all get behind. I think the crowd would have enjoyed it, I would have enjoyed it. I think it would have opened up Roman Reigns to have a bit more fun with his character. And it would have been different because Brock could have played a bit of a different version of himself. So that would be my um, that would be my choice. Back in the day, if we could have ever done a heel Hulk Hogan versus Macho Man Randy Savage, I would have loved that. I mean, some people argue that when the mega powers imploded, it was Hulk Hogan's fault, but obviously it wasn't pitched to that to the crowd. So yes, yeah, something something one of those would would have been would have been fabu. Uh, John Thompson favorite suplex back suplex. <laughs> Mark Rory Day, what are your top five favorite WWE matches of all time and why? To make it a bit harder, you can only use each wrestler once. Well, I tell you right now, Mark, I'm not going to be able to smash out five because I need to plan these things. My favorite match ever is boring because it's WrestleMania 13, Bret Hart versus Steve Austin. My two favorite wrestlers ever. One of the best switches ever. All that blood, you know, the emotion, the, the, the drama. Excellent. Best wrestling on, on every level. Um, this is in no particular order now and I will miss something out. And in fact, there's a list out there with my favorite wrestling matches, and you'll probably get different answers because I'm not, I'm just thinking off the top of my head. But given your rules, I'd also put CM Punk versus John Cena in there for Money in the Bank 2011 for all the same reasons, like the passion, the the reality, blending with the storyline, Punk's promos, John Cena, you know, the involvement of McMahon's, but not too heavy-handed. And then we start to run out of ones because there, there will be some in there. Of course there will. There will be loads. But I but I I can't I can't think of one. So I'm just going to do two. <laughs> We're just going to do two today. I mean, because I really, really liked Omega versus Okada, obviously, Dominion, as most people did. I think it would get in my top. But yeah, I'll throw that in there as well. I mean, why? But, uh, the reasons that you don't get in modern-day pro wrestling. You can only actually enjoy that match in the way it's meant to be enjoyed if you watch everything else that they've done. So, you know, it's like watching an episode of Seinfeld. You had to invest it in everything before it. You, you could enjoy it just for what it was. But to really enjoy it... You had to have put the time in, and I think you get a greater payoff when that happens. I think I'll think about this and maybe do a whole podcast on it. So I'll stop it there. Uh, shout out to all over the shop and the super chat. Good name too. You're a legend. Thanks, man. Also, did you mention Roman versus Drew? We didn't, did we? You're right. They they didn't. Oh, that wasn't on the on the list. We'll go back and double check it. You're right. So that's 15 matches we're up to. There's going to be a lot of matches on the WrestleMania show. I'm all right with Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre. I don't see how you let Roman Reigns lose, which kind of sucks because Drew McIntyre feels so good. But we'll, we'll wait to see how it, how it plays out. You never, uh, you, you never, you never, never know. Uh, James Hill, do you think they will bring back Pyro to the WWE when they move channels? They better. Every time Brock Lesnar comes out and does that weird thing with his arms, and no Pyro goes off, I'm like, it looks stupid. Why are you even doing it? It looks ridiculous if you have no pyro. I do miss pyro. I know it's a pathetic thing to moan about, but I, mo I miss it. Bring it back. Kevin Shirley, does pro wrestling logic ever affect how you watch other forms of media? For example, I watched 20 minutes of the new Jurassic, uh, of Jurassic World the other day and was angry at the T-Rex for burying <laughs> the Carnotaurus. Or the Carnotaurus, whatever it's called. No. <laughs> There's no point pretending otherwise. 
I kind of watch whatever I'm watching. I try and watch it in the context that it's presented to me in. But I like the fact that you do. I think that's wonderful. And that's my favorite question for a very long time. Uh, Liam Attard. Hey, Simon. I'm new to the Facebook group. Love the podcast, mate. Thanks, Liam. Thanks for joining. Wanted to know where you see the direction of NXT going now with Champa having to vacate the title. I just watched DIY versus Black and Ricochet. And it's a huge shame that we don't get to see the payoff. I'd like for Gargano to win the championship, making him the first person to hold all NXT titles. I think it would be a great way to have Johnny finally get his big payoff because that's what we've waited so long for. I think I would agree with you. I don't know what the future holds. I don't think Champa losing the title and having to go away is catastrophic. It sucks, especially because of where the feud was, but there's enough good guys down there to make it work. I think Gargano should win, especially as that was probably meant to be the plan. And then maybe even put Adam Cole on the main roster following all of that. I think he's ready. Uh, I don't think you need to gut him anymore and there's probably not enough room for him, but I wouldn't be against him. In terms of where we go forward, I would imagine post-WrestleMania is the time to really get behind the Velveteen Dream. Again, unless he's coming up, I think he could. Start a program with him to win the, that championship at some point. I think he, he you know, he deserves a run. I mean, I, and then I don't know. I mean, you've got the, the best thing about NXT is you've got the players to make anything work. So just keep mucking around with them. Keep doing what you do. Keep up the consistent pay-per-views. Keep up the logical storytelling. And you, you'll keep your fan base. People have always come and gone from NXT but they always make it work. Uh, where am I going next? Colin Wright. Hey, Simon, your positive mental health message is spreading in the What Culture universe. Now Jules has his bit joined the crazy things in wrestling gimmick show as a guy who's lucky enough to not suffer those ailments to a large degree. It's still inspiring. I guess it isn't really a question. Oh, well. <laughs> Sometimes credit where credit is due. More important than, hey, man, what's your favorite 80s wrestler's mohawk or something? It would be anyone from the Legion of Doom. Also, thanks for all the channel love. No worry, Colin. I appreciate it. Uh, Stephen Bayliss, do you think Tommaso Ciampa is in danger of being seen as injury prone? I think anyone that thinks any kind of wrestler is injury prone is nuts. It's a dangerous sport, and some people get injured. And even if they get injured all the time, okay, that's just that's just that's just unfortunate. That's just life. People called me injury prone. Maybe I am. Maybe I'm not. But it's not going to stop me, you know, doing what I want to do. Adam Mason, which match are you most looking forward to at WrestleMania? Mine is Orton versus Styles. If this was for the WWE or Universal title, it could main event easily in my eyes. Two of the very best and future Hall of Famers. Um, I mean, that would be up there. I think the one that I'm looking forward to the most would probably be... I don't know. That would be in there. I mean, probably the women's triple threat. I, I, I just want to see where it goes on and I want to see what they're able to do because you know they've got to live up to some serious expectations. So I had to pick one out of all of them. Yes, yeah, so I would go with that. I like Seth versus Brock too. I think they're going to have a great match. Uh, Christian Brown, uh, let's talk about Defiant Wrestling. I feel like Benji, Gia Adams, and Laura DiMatteo are WWE copycats. What am I missing? Well, I wouldn't agree with you there, Christian. I just think they're young, up-and-coming wrestlers trying to make their way. But it's interesting. Let me know more. Give me a bit more of an example of that. But no, I wouldn't agree. Uh, two thoughts on the dynamic duo. Ridiculous. So young, uh, already getting it. I mean, the family lineage, if nothing else, is cool. So yeah, intrigued to see where they're going to go. Nick Palmer. Uh, oh, wait, you've changed some stuff around because I think you asked the question after Raw had happened. Uh, the, the, the Cena rumors for Mania are now Cena versus Kurt or Cena versus Joe. Okay, I see. And now you changed right. I see. Right. So you're basically talking about all the, the Kurt Angle stuff. Look, like I said earlier, I don't know if it's going to happen. I don't have any insider information, but I am confident that it is going to be John Cena versus Barrett. No, what's his name? Kurt Angle at WrestleMania 35. And he may not. And we may do Baron Corbin and I'll shrug it off and I'll still enjoy it for what it is but I'm going to believe because sometimes it's fun to put your neck on the line. 
Uh, David Green, your favorite wrestler never to be world heavyweight champion. Hands down, Roddy Piper for me. It's a great shout, David, but mine will always be Ted DiBiase slash Mr. Perfect, two of my favorites. Stuart Urridge, are you about to swerve all the Adams and join Tama in the Bullet Club? No. We're going to go over to there. We're going to kick the Bullet Club's ass at WrestleMania. Uh, if you could insert yourself into one main eventer, who would it be? Bob Backlund is cute. That's a question, man. I guess Roman Reigns. He's the biggest guy in WWE right now. When he's not on this show, the ratings aren't as big. He's a guy. Everybody wants to be the guy. Lindsay Clark. First of all, you're hilarious on your backstage skits on Defiant. Thank you, Lindsay. I appreciate that. And of course, if you haven't seen me running around as assistant GM on Defiant, you can go over to the YouTube channel and check it out. I appreciate that. It made me happy. If you could have on a poll match, what would you put on a poll? A wig? Wig on a poll? And then when I get a wig... I can have hair for a while, and that can tie into a story too, because it can be everyone trying to take the wig back off my head, and we already know it's fake. So it's like the Kurt Angle thing, but in reverse. Always thinking. Billy Radborn. Since it's WrestleMania season, opinion on the Bret Hart versus Roddy Piper match from WrestleMania 8. Do you think WWE have started to neglect characters going through subtle changes as stories go on? Piper decision to not hit Bret with the ring bell, so on and so forth. Uh, in place to try and keep story stories. No, I just think... Wrestling is very different in 2019. We live in a time where attention spans are lower. doesn't mean that WWE shouldn't do longer-term storylines. They should, but I think they need to blend things better. So you should have your swerves, but you should also have your long-term storylines. You should have things from change that change from week to week, but you should also have some things that stay. It sounds like a paradox or a hypocritical thing to say, but it's not. You have so many storylines and such a big cast of characters, you can treat them all different and still put together a show that makes sense. So I think they could do that, but the question is, is it something that the audience wants? And I'm not 100% sure that it is. Sometimes when WWE hangs too long on something, we criticize them, but we also go the other way and say they hotshotted that too quickly. So it's a double-edged sword, it's difficult, but I mean, the, everything they did with that match was great. Bret Hart, Roddy Piper is, is awesome, you know, two legends of the business, but during a different time. And I guess you could kind of argue they're doing it now. The Kofi Kingston thing's been going on a while, the Miss Shane McMahon thing's been going on a while. It's not as iconic as that, but nostalgia plays a role in that too. My man Spaz Phoenix again in the Super Chat, always supports the podcast, always appreciates it. What match does this year's Mania live or die on? The Women's Triple Threat. I think you could have the best WrestleMania ever. And if Becky Lynch doesn't walk away with that SmackDown Women's Championship, forget about it. Everyone is going to be mad. I think she will win. I think it'd be crazy not to. I think sometimes results just speak for themselves. And I believe that to be the case uh, to case here. Uh, Cameron Sykes, what's your favorite WrestleMania match ever? WrestleMania 13, Steve Austin versus Bret Hart. Dermot Noonan, good name. Hey, Simon, if you had to choose, what's your favorite design for tag team belts in any promotion? Oh, I'd have to see them. I, I don't know. Not the current ones in WWE, that's for sure. I would guess the one from the mid-90s, but I'd have to look. That's something I need I need eyes on. Uh, Lania DeBose. Not a question, but more of a request. Like it. If you or any of the What Culture guys see the front row goth guy when you are out and about, please interview him. Dying to know what his story is and how he is everywhere. There have been lots of stories, but nothing was confirmed. Thanks. Keep up the good work, especially the positivity vlogs. I will do that for you. I promise. Uh, Chaney Childers. Do you see the Oscar match? Um, who do you see the Oscar match being with, whether it is Mandy or Lacey? I'm leaning towards Mandy versus Oscar. I th I'm now convinced it's going to be a four-way. I think it's going to be Mandy versus Oscar versus Sonya Deville versus Carmella. 
I think it's going to be that. I, maybe even versus Naomi too. They may make it a fatal five way. I think they're all going to be involved somehow because that's how WWE rolls. What about the tag team division men's who will face the Usos, the Revival? Uh, if I had to guess, I would say it would be the Revival versus uh, Ricochet and Alistair Black. And the Usos, well, I think they'll take on the bar. No, I think they'll take on the New Day, which I don't need to see again. But I, I have a sneaking suspicion at the end of WrestleMania 35, all the New Day will hold belts. So I'm going with that. Do we see Kevin Owens interject himself into the Daniel Bryan WWE Championship match? If not, who should he face at WrestleMania? Well, this is a big one. Kevin Owens did say he would be watching that match intently on SmackDown. And it felt like there was something to it. So I think it could be a triple threat. If not, he'll be in the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. And then I will punch myself in the face because why did we bring him back before WrestleMania? I hope to chat soon about the idea, and I'm doing good, just posted what happened last Wednesday, a shout out to Chaney, going through some stuff, and indeed, she's coming on the podcast soon, uh, looking forward to sorting that out. Hey Simon, hope you're having an amazing day, and you my friend. My question is, how would you book Sami Zayn's return as an underdog baby face or a hyperactive heel? They need faces, they've got enough heel right now, bring him back the day or the Smackdown after WrestleMania, let him come out, he can still be over the top crazy Sami Zayn, but I, I think we need faces. I, I really do think we need faces, so let's absolutely do that. If you, that's what you need and he can do it, bring it back and push him right. Uh, Kelly Ricard, is the WWE racist or just bad with timing? They just did Black History Month, then Kofi gets replaced with a white guy, then a beating by two white guys, and now a gauntlet match. They should have started this before Black History Month, or at least Triple H should have said something, what with Shane turning heel, and Stephanie probably still being a heel. Um, no, I don't, don't get me wrong, a lot of the stuff that WWE has done in the past has been way too heavy-handed, and offensive, you know, everything with Roddy Piper at WrestleMania 6, 6, 6, 7, 8, can't remember. Uh, obviously, when he came out in blackface, no excuse. And, you know, the Booker T versus Triple H storyline at WrestleMania 19, no excuse, in my opinion. You know, some of the phrases Triple H has used are uncomfortable, to say the least. And the fact that Booker T never got his revenge, I will never be able to get over. Now, in this instance, there's every chance that WWE has been a bit ignorant and a bit silly and not actually thought about what they were doing, but I don't believe there's any kind of intent. I, I would say that it's a, a ignorance is a better way to put it, and not actually realizing when they were doing it. I will say, though, if it goes on to Kofi Kingston winning the championship at WrestleMania, I think hopefully that image and that, you know, good virtue of putting that out there would balance out anything else that's happened before. But I certainly don't think they've done it intentionally. I think Mustafa Ali got injured. They looked at who they had. They thought, well, Kofi can do an Elimination Chamber match and then we'll move on. However, because he's Kofi Kingston and he's awesome, WWE went on with it without actually looking out what's going on. And in terms of being beaten down by white guys, I mean, unfortunately, the roster isn't diverse enough. I think that's the real issue. It's not, and it should be, it should be better. But I certainly understand your point. Uh, that would be my... That would be my uh, my thoughts on it. Thomas Speller, excited. Everyone is excited for Triple H to take over WWE, which I am too. But what is one area you feel he will struggle in when he takes over? I don't know, man. I think we'd have to wait and see. I think it's a bit early doors to kind of criticize that. I mean, maybe he wouldn't be able to balance out a bigger roster because obviously Vince McMahon does that, and NXT is smaller than Raw and SmackDown. Maybe he fall into the old trappings when you kind of dealing with the USA Network or Fox. I can't answer that. I hope he does really well and brings back the Attitude Era. Uh, also, what match or moments got you into wrestling? I can't answer that, which is a weird question. I just remember seeing Bret Hart on my TV. I saw Bret Hart on my TV. He would have done some kind of move, which I can't now remember, be it a clothesline, a body slam, a suplex. 
And I thought, that's amazing. And that was it. Away to the dances. The first pay-per-view I remember seeing is Canadian... No, it wouldn't have been before that. It would have been a WrestleMania or a SummerSlam or some sorts. I don't really know. My, my memories are fuzzy in that regard. Um, should Kurt Angle win or lose your retirement match? Does it depend on who his opponent is? Yes. If it's Baron Corbin, he should win. If it's John Cena, he can do either. It doesn't matter. Who can be AEW's Hulk Hogan in the sense that they can really switch the rating warns in their favor? Chris Jericho can do it. He does have a following. He did affect New Japan numbers. He can do it again. Uh, did you ever have any aspirations to join the police force or any sort of emergency service jobs? It's a very random question, Thomas, but I like it. Uh, no, that never really cropped up in my brain. Uh, but obviously respect, massive respect to those that do. I don't know what happened here. All of a sudden, the questions went nuts. Syed Shah said, if you had to kill a man, who would you kill and why? <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't kill anyone. You'll be surprised to hear. That's, that's a great question from nowhere. Mike Atkinson. Does anyone wonder if Travis Brown is gearing up for a WWE run in the future? Maybe as part of Ronda's eventual return program, Ronda and Travis versus Triple H and Steph. I don't think they would have used him if they, they didn't have some kind of plans about it. So I will say, I, I don't think it's a one and done. And yes, it is probably going to tie into something else. Whether that's good or not, I don't know. But I do enjoy them as a team. They're very believable because obviously they are a real life couple. So do I want to see that match? Yeah, why not? I, I don't see Triple H selling very much for Travis Brown. But it doesn't mean that he wouldn't. Would it do well? Is Travis Brown a big enough name? No, but Ronda probably is. I'm not sure it ends in a match, but maybe it ends in something, some kind of, uh, some kind of angle. And finally, ja Jamming Todd Eben, what are your thoughts on Finn Balor's future? Any chances IC title rivalry results in a push, or is he stuck in mid-card purgatory? Well, I think you can only go off what we've seen so far. I think he's found his level in WWE. And whether that's good or whether that's bad is going to be completely up to you as a Finn Balor fan or as a non-Finn Balor fan, talking about the general, the royal you. I think we could probably do more. I think if he does get put in that position, he'll probably go eventually and end up at All Elite Wrestling. He does have star power to him, just given the people he's worked for, New Japan and and everybody else, at WWE, of course. But I don't know. There was a rumor that he had something big planned for WrestleMania, and then the week after losing the IC title belt, he's just back to fighting Leo Rush and Bobby Lashley, who, by the way, were meant to have fallen out again. I didn't even pick up on that on Raw. I know Bobby Lashley walked out on the match, but it's happened so many times, I just shrugged my shoulder, I guess, and went, yeah, whatever. We'll see what happens. So that was a bit weird. But what I, I, think, they, I think WWE like Finn Balor, but they don't see him as a top, top guy. And some people are going to agree with that, and some people uh, won't. It's as simple, it's as, simple as that. Right, I think that's it. Unless there's any other questions in the YouTube chat, I'll give you a couple of minutes uh, to throw stuff uh, throw stuff in there. For example, CM Punk, I'm sure it's the real CM Punk, has asked, do you think Hitler was bad? Well, CM Punk, I do. And as a Jewish man, I will say definitely, 100%. Lovely place, YouTube, isn't it? So <laughs> some of the comments you get. Uh, Seth Vandalow asks, is Repo Man dead? Repo Man ain't dead, man. Barry Darso's still going around the... The, uh, what do you call it? The conference circuit. I don't call it. What do they call them? Comic cons, I guess. He's still doing it. And he, he said the other day he's never going to wear Repo Man attire again. He's just going to be smashed from demolition. Whatever, Barrow Darso. Pick your best gimmick. Clearly Repo Man. Michael W. Who would win in a Hell in a Cell match between Mankind and Cactus Jack? I know they're the same person, but we can still pretend. Well, Cactus Jack, right? He was the hardcore legend. He was the crazy one. Mankind was the more depressed, introverted, sort of screwed up one, for, for lack of a better term. 
someone's asked about Ricky Gervais's Afterlife series. I, I, I haven't seen it, no, on Netflix, but maybe I'll watch it. I like this. We're just going off the rails. People know if I want to kill... Actually, this is a good time to promote something. I haven't actually announced this yet, but hey, as it has gone crazy, I am actually going to start another podcast soon. I'm just getting everything in line now because there's certain other stuff that I would like to talk about. I haven't seen Afterlife, but stuff like that. So I'm literally going to start a podcast called Why with Simon Miller because, you know, tie it in. And it's just going to be me ranting and raving here about anything. We'll do movies, we'll do politics, we'll do news, we'll do pop culture, whatever, whatever. So keep an eye out for that. It won't be for a while, but it's going to be my 50,000 subscriber kind of a deal. I'm just working on it now. Uh, Jason Helmsley in the super chat. Helmsley, I should say. How often do these chats happen? Well, my friend, if you're talking about Simon is Pro Wrestling Podcast, every Wednesday live here on my YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash the Miller Report. The Miller Report rules at 1 p.m. GMT. It may move every now and then, but I'll let you know. Uh, we also do another pre-recorded one on Fridays and it will go up on YouTube, but all of these also go up on iTunes, Google Play, whatever their podcast thing is basically goes on everywhere but spotify not going to get into it a nightmare uh, so you can listen to it via audio and of course if you hang about on my youtube channel you'll also get all my vlogs where i do chats as well so in terms of this one 1 p.m gmt every wednesday otherwise second episode always goes up on a friday and then randomly throughout the week you can get me talking about nonsense here on youtube.com forward slash the miller report rules right uh, thanks again for watching i always appreciate it Again, keep an eye out for this new podcast. It's going to be brand new, so I'm going to be need as much help as possible. Uh, I will stream it live on YouTube because why the hell not? We may as well, and we can kind of just get into other. Diff- I just I just like to chat. I like to do this, so I thought screw it. I'm sure I can find time uh, to smash that out. Uh, if you do want to come see What Culture live uh, Monday, April the eighth in Stand Up NY. Uh, tickets are whatculture.com forward slash tickets makes perfect sense you can support all my stuff at patreon.com forward slash simon316 even if you throw a dollar in i can't explain how much that one dollar helps obviously more than one person does it and it allows me to free up time to do this stuff and to buy all the little things that i need and thank you again everybody for getting me to fifty thousand, and for everybody that supports me via the patreon uh, i'm now going to jump over right across i close this one down i go over there to where there's another computer and uh, what culture wrestling we will premiere live smackdown ups and downs we can get all my in-depth thoughts about last night's show and of course i'll be in the chat uh, and we can have a little conversation in there but thank you as always uh, i do appreciate it please hit subscribe if you haven't it's always nice seeing that number go up and yeah just just awesome awesome all around i will be proud about that number for a while all ready to kick my button thanks very much and i'll talk to you again soon